all of our patrons will automatically qualify for our exclusive prize draw. At the end of the season, eight of them will be randomly selected and written into one of the thrilling chapters of season five. To enter, click the link in our description and sign up as a patron today. In the 19th century, women were not yet entrusted with the right to vote in many countries around the world. This changed in some places by the end of the 1800s, and in 1893, New Zealand proudly became the first self-governing country to grant the vote to all women over the age of 21. In 1903, when Britain was yet to deliver the same equality, Emmeline Pankhurst decided it was time for women to step forward and step up to fight for these rights. By 1906, Emmeline and her companions had been labelled suffragettes by a reporter of the Daily Mail. This was meant as a belittling term, playing on the word suffragist, who is any person that advocates for voting rights. Instead, the women embraced the name and took it under their wing as their own, marking it as a name of feminism and womanly strength. To many, these women were insufferable, problematic, untamed, uncultured, and uncompromising. Many men and women up and down the small island of Britain considered them nothing but troublemakers making problems that do not exist. A mentality that has persisted in a less dramatic fashion whenever racism or sexism is brought up, even in today's world. Some of the women's actions were, indeed, far more outlandish than others. One woman of such note is Emily Davison, who famously died running out in front of the King's Horse at the 1913 Epsom Derby, making headlines around the world. These crazy acts of their times were events that contributed to an eventual change in the world. But what if a seemingly sudden change in women happened overnight? What if these crazy antics became violent and deadly? My name is Luke Mordew, and this modern myth is the Mercritus Epidemic. I grew up surrounded by the idea that women are crazy often seen exes being described as psychos. Although, when I would ask why they considered them psychotic, the answer never felt remotely justifiable to helm a term as strong as psycho. The way in which we depict men and women are often stereotypes that we keep alive and persistent in society by believing them to be true without any foundation of real science beneath its feet. One mainstay of this is the crazy woman, unhinged and overly emotional. This is not to mention when her period comes, where she transforms into a monstrous being, unable to be reasoned with or calmed. It is perhaps here, in this notion, that the urban legend of Macritus stems from in some capacity. It is said that the mysterious events surrounding the Macritus epidemic occurred in an undisclosed but small town amongst the state of Mississippi at some time within the 1950s. The exact origin of this town and the residents that resided within it are supposedly unknown. 
This would usually make the spreading of the legend unlikely, with its origins being so weak on any apparent foundation of truth. But on the case of Macritus, the fact that this town was unknown was very much part of the story itself. There are two working theories amongst those that believe in the epidemic of Macritus. Amongst both groups, it was in fact men that were the carriers before passing it on to women, who it would then physically and mentally affect. The belief in one group is that it was from long stints of ingesting lead that formed the disease. Although, this theory holds up against science with very little strength and foundation. The other belief is that the epidemic actually arrived from overseas, Europe to be more exact. Although, I'm unable to give any further clarification on where on the continent this was, as much like all else within this legend, the facts are faint and vague. Stories tell of a man in a seaside village in one of the many countries on the continent. He was chased down a street by at least a dozen women, all out to hunt and hurt him. This chase reportedly continued to the shoreline, where he had no choice but to delve into the icy winter waters of the ocean in an attempt to escape. The women did not stop, with apparent onlookers claiming that they seemed to have no regard for their own safety, focused only on hurting the man that they pursued. With this in mind, it is no wonder that the bitter cold did not deter the women from their hunt, and they followed him into the deep blue sea, where they would all perish. Whether it be a man from this unknown European town immigrating to Mississippi, unknowingly carrying the disease with him, or if it be a disease that formed itself amongst the deadly poison from lead and paint and other items, the epidemic, or so the legend goes, had begun. The infection of Macritus amongst men would lead them to unknowingly emit a chemical odour that, much like the events of a zombie film, would begin to morph and change the usually calm and collected women of the town into violent, vicious people with homicidal intentions for all of the nearby men. The way in which this disease occurs is very horror movie-like in itself. It makes you imagine a scene in which our fateful male survivor hides out with his love interest from the chaos of the town, only to notice a slight change in her mannerisms, before realizing, in the quiet shadow of their hiding spot, that he had been infected and thus had begun to unwillingly release the dangerous pheromones to her, causing her to change. I hope you're enjoying this chapter so far, and we will return to it, but first I wanted to steal you away for a moment. I love what I do, and delving into the history of urban legends and folklore is as fascinating as it is rewarding. I feel fortunate to have thousands of people listening to my research each week. The kind messages I receive are both heartwarming and reassuring. However, it takes a very long time to create each chapter. And no matter how much I enjoy it, doing this for free is not always a possibility, leading to significant gaps between seasons, gaps that I hope to shorten in the future. And this is where your support is needed. 
Through Patreon, you can subscribe for as little as £3 a month, less than a latte at your local barista. By doing so, you will receive all episodes without any advertisements or breaks. You will also be able to listen to each chapter the Friday before the general public. On top of this, you'll receive a weekly newsletter and discounts on merchandise. We're not just building a community there, but forging a fellowship of folklore enthusiasts. Join our private group chats, where you can share your stories, theories, and discoveries with like-minded individuals captivated by modern myths. Let's discover what you've heard, what you may want to hear, or what you think of any specific legend. Your support on Patreon isn't just a subscription. It's an investment in preserving our urban legend show. Please help us continue our journey, and in return, become part of our team. Visit our Patreon page by clicking the link in our show notes, clicking subscribe, and paying whatever you can afford to give. I look forward to your support as we continue to unravel folklore together. And now, back to the legend. There are attempts to add a dash of plausibility and science to the notion of this story in some corners of the internet. I've seen claims that Macritus itself affects less than one in every 10 million of the general population, explaining why it hasn't happened again yet. On top of this is the notion that mass consumption of lead actually leads to organ failure far sooner than the eventual development of Macritus resulting in most dying before the disease could even manifest. You can search for Macritus amongst the newspaper archives and you'll find absolutely no mention of it. Even a search on the internet brings up very few pages on the subject. Although, amongst the elderly people of the Mississippi, this is a tale that is often shared to the younger generations as a true story that the world will never know. You may be wondering how an urban legend told amongst such a small group of people, with such little information online, is even staying alive. And that is because of how the story ends, making the lack of information and coverage on the subject completely justifiable. It is reportedly unknown just how many men died amongst the Macritus epidemic, with the women heading to the streets wielding their guns and kitchen knives as weapons. They began to destroy as much as possible, causing havoc and chaos amongst the town like a pack of deranged, wild animals seeking to kill every man that they could find. Eventually, the government stepped in to put an end to the chaos once and for all. The legend itself ends quite abruptly here, simply stating that the government and the medical community conspired to cover up the disease and the events of this town. They supposedly cleaned up the mess, wiped any traces of the disease from the face of the earth, and swore to never speak of it again, resulting in its story only existing in whispers and tall tales about a town without a name, in a time without a year, from a continent without a country. Urban Legends is researched, written, and produced by Luke Mordew. Original score by Billy Jupp. 
with additional sounds from storyblocks.com. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, click subscribe on your chosen podcast provider and delve into the mysteries of our previous and future chapters. To find more, including merchandise, video content, images, and more, visit urbanlegendsfolklore.com. If you have more information or a correction on something mentioned in this chapter, please get in touch through our website. We aim to ensure that all information provided is accurate and up-to-date, and this remains a top priority. If you want to support the show, receive early access, and have more of a say in what we do, then become a patron by clicking the link in our show notes. For these chapters in video format, simply search Urban Legends Folklore on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Threads, and join our Facebook group by searching Urban Legends Folklore.